Welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you for joining us once again this week. So glad to have you back. Starting out 2022 well so far, which is good news. It's certainly better than the alternative. So this week, I mean, if you have never joined us before on a prior podcast, I just want to point you to our hosting site, SoundCloud. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, Stitcher included, and follow our YouTube channel as well if you like those like video presentations, uh, which is nothing special. It's just a different logo. But if it's easier for you to access via our YouTube channel, we will continue to upload videos there. Also, if uh, you ever want to connect with us uh, and send feedback, you can always email us at w snspodcast at gmail.com or uh, alternatively you can send us a message on facebook and please look for updates and share your support on facebook as well okie dokie so one of my former pastors he he said this phrase once in in a sermon and it was it was like a fleeting comment but it was just gold he said what if christians lived like they were forgiven and it's a funny way of stating maybe the obvious, but like, what if we as Christians really looked at our lives, had a belief we were forgiven, and then lived like that accordingly? And it reminds me so much of a particular passage in First John chapter 1. And at the end of that particular passage here, which I'll read for us here in a moment, uh, it says something very important, and it, and it goes along um, these lines. It's verses 5 through 10. 1 John 1, verses 5 through 10. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Very powerful, very short and simple. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we will have fellowship with one another as Christians, as believers. And if we don't do that, then we won't be a part of that, that community and the fact that we take our sins to God and we confess them to him, he will purify us from all unrighteousness. And if we say, no, we don't have any sin, we, we have that arrogance about us, then we've made Jesus out to be a liar. And therefore, we ourselves are foolish people. Pretty accurately said, in my opinion. Pretty accurately said. And it's something that I'm wondering because shame is at the root of a lot of sin. And Satan uses that weapon better than any other weapons. He is brutal when it comes to that. And for, for me, when I, when I look at sin and you look at wanting to live a better life, maybe people don't believe they deserve it. People don't deserve forgiveness in their own mind. Maybe people uh, think that they deserve more punishment before they receive it, because it, it, I've talked about it before, but it's like the offer of eternal life and salvation 
it's almost like an offer that's too good to be true in a way. It's like, why would God forgive me? Why would he do that? Why would he provide me um, that type of offer? Because we're so used to being scammed as, as a society. But I look at, you know, as Christians and what we truly believe in, and if we really understood we were forgiven, how much different would our world look if we just simply lived out what we preach? Or are we just simply traveling salesmen trying to sell something we don't believe in or potentially sell something that, you know, we, we see and we've heard that the gospel changes people's lives, but it really hasn't had a massive effect on me. So therefore it's like, yeah, maybe I would like to see that change in my life too. There's many things, but living like you're truly forgiven and having an understanding of what forgiveness looks like, it's, it's something, uh, let me put it this way. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you have had a conflict with a friend. And once you have received forgiveness, you, like you have one party has hurt the other, it doesn't matter who. And then after that confrontation, you have been able to experience humility. And you're able to go away from, from that saying, you know, I sinned against you, you sinned against me, and I am sorry I was wrong. I ask for your forgiveness. And, and true forgiveness, true forgiveness, is not necessarily forgetting. How do you forget? Because you can use it as an understanding of saying, you know what, we hurt each other once. And yeah, of course I remember that, but I don't see them as that person anymore. Forgiveness is not looking at somebody and is, how do I say this? It's forgiveness is looking at someone and not seeing their sin against you anymore. It's saying, hey, look, there's Jessica. Uh, she's that terrible woman that hurt me that one time and broke up with me. Oh, no, hey, look, there's Jessica. I hope she's doing well. You see the difference? It's not necessarily forgetting. It's not, we don't have that ability. God holds that no longer against us. When he forgives us, it's pure. We, we're still living in a broken society, but we can experience that, that freedom. And even though we, don't, we can't forget what has happened to us, we, that means we no longer hold that against that person. We no longer reserve judgment. When, when you forgive somebody, the trust is restored. And that's why it takes maybe sometimes a little bit longer than what we like to forgive people. It's a process. It's not just, it doesn't always work out instantaneously, especially given the hurt, because it's because you have to rebuild trust. And some people say, I forgive you, and they don't mean it in their heart. And how, how hurtful can that be? Because you say, I forgive you, but then you don't talk to the person anymore. Well, what was the linchpin of, of that whole thing? Well, of course you haven't forgiven me, because your actions dictate otherwise. And when, when trust is broken, you know, that, that, that's so hard to rebuild, and it's not as if we need to cater to people, especially people who are unrepentant. Uh, forgiveness uh, is not contingent upon being asked for it. We're not given the luxury of, well, that person never asked for forgiveness? Well, then I'm, you know, I can't forgive a sorry that I've never received. Like, that's not the way Christianity works. Because when you forgive other people, it's freeing from you. You escape from that bondage, whatever that hurt is, that control that that other person has over you. Because you no longer see them as that thing that did something to me. 
And there's many things that prevent us from doing that. And a lot of them are, are realistic. They're understandable. I, I can empathize. But we as Christians, if we live like we're forgiven, what type of a testimony that can be to people? Reconciliation. There is a massive issue in our culture with reconciliation, the lack thereof. So if there's anything, I'm wondering in a new year, where maybe things didn't go as well as you had hoped in 2021 and 2020. I mean, again, I can't imagine what went wrong in our world in the last couple of years. But as somebody that experienced the loss of a lot of things, I need to work on forgiveness. You, beca- you can become bitter very quickly. So working on becoming better and not bitter. And that starts in your own heart. And it starts getting down on your own knees and confessing your own sin. I think it's easier to forgive when you've been forgiven and have an understanding of that. It works two different ways. You have the ability to forgive others. It increases your relationship with God because it realizes how much mercy you need in your own life. But let's not make Jesus out to be a liar like the writer in 1 John says. Please, let's not forget the fact that we need to look inward first. So anyway, those are just a few thoughts. Again, Merry Christmas, because this is going to be coming to you just after Epiphany. I'll say it one last time. And Happy New Year one last time as we round out the Epiphany season and as we head towards Easter, where we're reminded that we all need forgiveness. Those are just some thoughts. In any case, may God bless you and may God keep you.